1: we're running what a minute late okay. a minute late
0: oh no we'll make up for it what's new and exciting
1: i i finished my first 18 holes ever of golf
0: <laughs> he just got back from golfing just in time is it golfing like the world's slowest sport
1: it could be it yeah could
0: be. i think you need to have not lots. Walking. you need to have lots of time and not many horses i think if you want to golf that's my opinion
1: yeah anyways I, I don't know it was fun we walked around i hit a ball okay i got to be frustrated again it's all good. i love being frustrated so i like love dressage.
0: we have to talk about horses you were showing last weekend i was at I the horse 30. expo how was your horse show
1: so this was the first horse show i've been to on my own in i don't know 12 years so that was funny you
0: didn't even have to go anywhere the horse show was at, at our, our barn. barn
1: so it was really pretty great um and Frankie was terrific you know she's uh she's certainly improving the second day was certainly better than the first day um I calmed down I was a bit more relaxed the second day and it showed and what I got a qualifying score I need one more we're going to Rancho Marietta this year so
0: you were nervous on the first day and it made angry
1: and I was upset by some things that had happened earlier in the day and I hadn't been able to get rid of that before I rode
0: Yeah, that's hard. I think when you have like an emotion, it's you have to let go of it before you ride. But sometimes it's really hard to. I know I have that where days where I'm upset or angry. Sometimes I just don't even try to do that much with the horses. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to I'm just going to walk today because, you know, that if you if you try.
1: And I I tap back into that. But whenever I had to show and I showed and I. I wasn't my happy-go-lucky self like normal
0: what should you have done to gotten rid of your emotions
1: uh what i've done in the past is just start my day over
0: go home and lay down
1: um i've done that certainly when we when the show was at um at delmar and i have to show late in the day i'll go back to the hotel turn off the lights lay down for 30 minutes and pretend i've started my day again um But no sometimes i'll just sit quiet go somewhere shut it all off and just restart my day so that i don't continue having a bad day yeah i just have a new day right in the middle of it
0: it was interesting i was at the horse expo last weekend while you were at the horse show and stephen peters did a talk like talking about anxiety and nervousness and it's something that everyone has i think It it gets such a bad rap.
1: Somebody was trying to explain that to me. There's a difference between like show nerves and then anxiety.
0: Yeah, that was me. I said that about all that. Yeah, (laughs) nerves are like if there are right before or about a particular thing. Like if you know that you're nervous about the show or whatever, anxiety is more constant and kind of unexplained. But. Uh, but nerves are nerve are normal. Everyone has nerves and you have to like channel them into excitement. A lot of the athletes, if you ask them if they're nervous, they'll say, no, I'm excited because it's kind of the same thing, like nervousness and excitedness. And it's how you how you channel that, because most people, if they channel their nervousness, it makes them perform better. Like you, if you can get your nerves to work for you, it will make you perform better. But I think with horses, it's especially hard that your nervousness doesn't create tension in your body. Cause that
1: Right. Then that takes away from your performance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was it was interesting in that talk with Stefan because he was saying how he has this thing, he had this anxiety and this nervousness. And someone asked him about. On the horse, and he said he never had it on the horse, like he never had the body response on the horse, which was interesting.
1: Yeah, well, for me, it's the same. Once I'm doing something and I'm not thinking, I'm doing way better. Yeah, way better.
0: So that's the horse show. And then you had a clinic you rode with
1: Albert Heidemann, who um, I've ridden with now for 20 years. Yeah, it's a long time. Twenty years. And
0: mm-hmm. what did you work on? Throughness. Getting Throughness. the horse to
1: let go, right, and actually have her really, really through and lighter in the aids. So
0: that's the strides topic for this month. So how how did he have you get her more through?
1: Um, when I travel left, make sure I keep better my right rein because I can't really go through into no contact in the outside rein. And when I'm flexing to the inside, my right hand was letting go a lot. So it was really keeping that contact and getting access into the rib cage and really making sure that I could like do turn on the forehand when she would block me off because sometimes she'll just grab the bit and hop into the canner when I want her to trot. So I want her to trot bigger and she, no, turn on the forehand in the trot. You will turn, you will yield. And then you feel the softness come. as She comes through, then I soften and we just go through straight. And she just, she started moving with a lot more volume that way. And it was a lot lighter because she was more through.
0: Yeah. Throughness is this month's topic in strides. So, Sorry. but throughness is everything. It really is. And so much of thrueness is about behind the saddle and the back of the horse and the brain of the horse. Right.
1: So we were getting her to <sighs> let go in the back, you know?
0: And I know Frankie is, um, she's tricky. Like she doesn't all, she's not the most willing horse. Like she gets really nervous and, She doesn't relax when you, when you put AIDS on her and that makes throughness really hard because throughness is about acceptance of the leg and acceptance of the hand. And, and she doesn't always, well, I don't think any horse does want to let you use your leg and your hand and make them come through because it's, it's hard for them. It's like working out really hard at the gym,
1: but you just educate them and then they understand. Yes. Right. It's just a process of education.
0: Okay. So um, that's it about the horse show. I was up in Sacramento. I went to the horse expo. Nicole and I were there. We had a great time. It was really fun to see many of you. And it's always fun when people come up to me and they tell me the stories about how much I've helped them with their horses. It's really amazing that I'm able to help you without ever seeing you in person. And uh, so that's really special and fun to see. And I'm excited to keep going with what we're doing. At the Horse Expo, we had, I taught four lessons. I taught a lesson on engagement. I taught a lesson on contact and connection. I taught a lesson on half halts. And I taught a lesson on flying changes. We had fabulous demo riders it was really fun to just have a topic. And then like for the engagement lecture, for example, I talked the whole session about engagement and I gave four or five different exercises to work on engagement with your horse. And same thing with contact and connection. So that was really fun. I got a ton of questions from the audience. By the way, if you're watching here live and you have a question, type it in the chat because I forgot to ask and we don't have a lot of questions tonight so one thing that's so funny at these expos like i always do my little talk and then i ask does anyone have any questions and literally everyone asks asked me about half alts they're like how do you ride a half halt what is a half halt how do you explain a half halt? what do you do with your body i always think it's so funny that people ask about that so what do you think funny how. like like if that's like the one question you have about riding why is it half alts and the funny thing I remember um my first trainer she it always she was like why does everyone want to know how to half halt when they don't even have their horse going forward first so that isn't pre that? Sue. Sue. she was like so that is a prerequisite to half halts you have to have energy or I mean I think that kind of is part of a half halt is creating energy
1: right well that's supposed to be what happens after the half halt, it's not supposed to be less trot. It's right. the half halt's not supposed to diminish the trot. So you're just jogging around.
0: But I think part of the reason why so many people have question about half halts is because the name itself is very misleading. I was talking to... Right,
1: because it sounds like you want to half stop, but that's not as far from the truth as it could be.
0: I was talking to Nicole, who works for me, and she was telling me that she was teaching this kid that she had. I think she was like, the kid was like eight or ten, and they lived on this remote island. So instead of telling the kid half halt, she started teaching the kid half go, which I thought was because she was trying to trick the kid into thinking something different. But she said then one day she slipped up and she said half halt. The kid was like, what do you mean by half (laughs) halt? I thought it was half go. But that is, you know, a half halt is about rebalancing and rebalancing your horse and getting your horse's attention. It really doesn't have anything to do with slowing your horse down. And so I think that's one thing that's really important. And it's also important to know that every half halt is different. And so no two half-halts are created equal. It requires a lot of feel. With a lazy horse, you need a lot more leg. With a hot horse, you need more shoulder four, more seat, and more half halt. But the sequence of aids for the half-halt is always leg, seat, hand. Like you always have to use your leg to push the horse forward. First, your seat to balance the horse, and then your reins to regulate. What do you think about half hop? What are you doing?
1: Um, I'm checking to see if I can do that. The last box.
0: Oh, you want to do a video on Frankie so we can see the imperfect ride? <laughs> He's checking to see if he has it recorded. So, um, yeah. So yeah, half hops are tricky. What else was I going to talk about? I have a list. Oh. I'm doing a webinar next Sunday on the training scale, which is going to be awesome. So be sure to RSVP. The link is either above or below this video. It will be on Sunday, June 25th, 12 noon Pacific time. I'm going to be talking all about the training scale and teaching you how to apply the training scale to your ride. You really, really need to understand each level of the training scale, how the exercises fit into the training scale. And once you understand this, you're gonna be able to problem solve on your own. You're gonna be able to understand how to move up the levels, fit everything together. It's going to be epic. So go ahead and let me know in the chat what the most difficult level of the training scale is for you and your horse. If you don't know the levels of the training scale, you should, but you start at the bottom, Work your way up to the top. Rhythm, suppleness, connection, impulsion, straightness, and collection. Those are the levels to the training scale. Oh, yes. We have video of the imperfect ride. Oh, he's showing a screen. <laughs> I hope nothing bad happens. She looks fine. They can't see it very well. Okay. We'll do a voiceover. You can be a YouTube star <laughs> with... You. <laughs> You're going to be the next youtube star with your um first level test three voiceover okay yes everyone okay let's see what's the most difficult level of the training scale impulsion straightness suppleness we're Eventually, a mess um, all the levels you know <laughs> connection some
1: horses just do some things easier than other horses right some just are more elastic some are hotter some are you know um
0: but that's the beauty of the training scale is that it's this framework. And yes, every horse is different. And some horses struggle more with suppleness and some struggle with connection. But you you have to, like, your goal is to get the end result the same. Your goal right. is to train a Grand Prix horse. So if they're hot and they don't accept the leg, you've got to calm them down and teach them to accept the leg. If they're lazy and you have to kick them all the time, you've got to make them hotter so that they're more responsive to the leg. If you wanna do collection, you have to have all the levels of the training scale. Right,
1: and you got horses that want like, they like a really, they look for the contact, they want that. They got horses that are really kind of not, they wanna be light in the hand and you gotta keep them going. And it's just a lot of fun to
0: ride. Yeah, it is. And the training scale is really helpful for if you don't have a trainer, if you run into a problem, and also to understand why your trainer has you do certain things in a certain order. Like there is a system that we follow. There is a plan that we follow to train these horses. And that, in essence, is the training scale. It's something that's been used for hundreds of years. It was developed by the military, the German military, yeah. to train their horses. So
1: Well, all this is a holdover from the cavalry. So... Poland had a wonderful cavalry par none before world war one. Mm-hmm. Those boys rode in against the tanks. Anyway, anyway, that is a sidebar. So yes, the half halts, um, it's a rebalancing and trying to create more energy. And then what I just think, um, I had it explained like, well, you'd have to played basketball, but you know how, like when you take a ball, you got to push it to the ground and get it to bounce back up. It's kind of that way. It's got to.
0: For a half halt? Yeah. So you gotta push them from your leg to get the energy to, to get come the bounce,
1: off. yeah, but don't let it run past you. Huh. So it was just an image that helped because it made it springy and blingy. Yeah. Huh. So.
0: Okay, here's a good question. Why do they have connection sometimes and contact sometimes on the training scale? They aren't interchangeable in my mind. That is a good question so the most recent version of the training scale the one that i use has connection that's like the term unfortunately the the training scale it was made in german and german
1: sentences and now we're just down to words
0: no but german has like way better words to describe those things than english and so a lot of things are lost in translation when i ride with hinnemann he'll say like, oh, there's this word in German that like explains this exactly. And he tries to look it up in his dictionary and then he has to use like five English sentences to explain what they have in one word in German. And so connection, contact is kind of like that, but I agree. So contact is basically from your elbow to the horse's mouth. Connection involves the whole cycle of energy, like from your leg, to the horse's hind leg, up through their back, mouth into your hand. So yeah, there is a difference. Right,
1: because didn't Christina, or I remember, didn't she used to say you can have uh, contact without connection, but you can't have connection without contact? Yeah. Because like contact is the prerequisite that you the horse is holding the bit and you have it, then the connection is sort of more the entirety of the thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is the third level of the training scale. And I agree that you know you have to establish a steady contact first before you can have connection
1: yeah
0: like first you just that's why you have to teach your horse to accept the bit to have the pressure of the bit and then you work on connection although that said it's always the sequence of your aids is always leg seat hand it's not just hand first so it it does all go together <laughs> yeah which is tricky So, okay, next thing on my list are show tips. Let me know in the chat if you're showing this year. If you have any questions about showing this year, what's your advice for show tips?
1: Make sure you're thinking it's a good time. (laughs) Smile. Smile, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's it's. You got to think it's fun because if you think it's a chore and you think it's a task or you think it's scary, or if you then those things will become true.
0: Yeah. So definitely have fun. I think if we had a few people in strides asking about it was their first show, they weren't sure what to do. It's always a good idea to just go to some shows and watch and see what happens there, like see how everything's set up or if you're if you can get there early and watch some of the other rides it can really help because you always need to know how far it is like the geography of the facility so where the barn is where the warm up is where the show ring is what the ring steward is doing like if they are telling you when it's your time or if you have to kind of be looking up and and know what rider is ahead of you i always try and do that if i can figure out which rider is ahead of me in the warm up? then I keep a little bit of an eye on that horse. So I know when they're taking their boots off that I need to think, okay, they're probably gonna go up next and then it's my turn. That can be really helpful and- Because at the
1: end of the day, um, even if there is a ring steward and they're giving you time and this, you are ultimately responsible for showing up at the arena at your time. Yes. That is, you know, you need to wear a watch, you, the, just because they, it's more like a courtesy that they have a ring steward, you are responsible for getting there on time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a little tricky because you don't want to be there too early. You don't want to go up there too early because then if you stand around,
1: your horse is like, oh, we're done. What? Get started. What? Right. Yeah. So the timing of that is. It's, it's tricky. It, it's tricky. And, yeah. it's, you know, that obviously comes easier when you've done it a lot.
0: Yeah. So ask for help. Ask the ring steward. Wear a watch. Uh, keep track. If you can see the show arena and you know what's happening up there, that can be really helpful. And um, plan your warm-up routine. I think showing, like, everything, The the more you do it, the better you get. It's something we were just that who is your friend that was golfing he was saying well golf is something where you have to do it a lot to get good at it and like riding and showing is like that so if it's your first show expect that it's not going to be perfect and be okay with that do not expect that your first show it's going to go perfectly smoothly you're going to win a blue ribbon and it's I a learn. learning curve it could learn yeah so could happen. okay so don't don't prepare for terrible failure but be okay with the fact that stuff happens at the horse shows even to us stuff still happens right
1: you can but, only control the things that you can yeah. control the weather the scheduling the, the 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 injury the fire department
0: yeah you know yeah
1: there was a we had an incident, I mean, not related with the show, but on the facility and the fire trucks had to come and the sirens were, and and so, you know, things happen and you just can't control everything, but you can control your emotions. Well, I'm working on that. But in theory, you can control your emotions.
0: Yeah, but and it's always good to give yourself an out. I do that all the time. Like, shit, even the last show when Luigi would get in the trailer and it was like this big drama thing, I was like, you know what, just leave him at home and i've done that before at the horse show you get there you don't feel right your horse is a wreck everything's not going right just scratch and do it again tomorrow because it's really important to give yourself that out and to give your horse that out and to know that there's a lot of failure before you have success you're gonna you, things aren't gonna go well you're gonna make mistakes when i did one of my first grand prix tests <laughs> My mother, who I love dearly, was grooming for me and didn't take off my bell boots. This is at Grand Prix. And so I got through the entire test. The judge was kind enough to let me finish the whole test because she could have just disqualified me the, like the second I went in the ring. Um, it was Leela Four and she's very kind. And she let me do the whole test. And at the end, she rang the bell and she said, I have to disqualify you because you have your bell boots on and it was a very embarrassing moment for sure but i haven't made that mistake again so <laughs> that's it yeah
1: some of those lessons that we learn that burn our soul you never forget them that's just
0: okay elena uh, has a question did you read her question where is it she says i have a hot 5 year old off the track thoroughbred and i'm really nervous about him flipping out at the horse show any tips to help him calm down on show day?
1: Uh, does he f- flip out all the time as a regular thing? I mean.
0: <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, if he flips out at home, you probably should get that under control.
1: Before you go to the show. And if he's not flipping out at home, then why would you worry about it at the show?
0: But I do think when now, you go saying
1: to... that, um, you know, Groundwork. Early groundwork, yeah. lunge him, walk him on the property. You know, you can lunge him early, then get, you know, if you're in a stall, if you're doing the overnight, you go there early, you lunge him in the morning, you put him back in the stall, then you bring him out again for the ride. Um, that's what I do when I know that my horses are hot and they're a little spicy that way. Yeah. But I don't go to a show with a horse that I've got trouble m- making in mind at home. I get that reasonable and then go to the show. And so then in with doing a lunging in the morning, right, a hand walk, if I'm there the night before, you know, ride him the night before, get him out, walk him on the property, let him see everything, just get him out of the stall and work him a lot.
0: Yeah, good advice. But it is especially with a hot like off the track thoroughbred. It's important that you get them out put them away let them like relax get them out put them away let them relax because sometimes with the hotter horses they'll get they more and more work right off. the
1: more you work them yeah they don't they, they, they like don't the get legs. tired right they The don't warm get legs, tired. you know you can you can ride it out of them but thoroughbreds not so much you work them you let they have to they got to stop and to cool back down
0: yeah that's what I learned from Trump. He was my um, thoroughbred who I got to the Grand Prix and I was so I was like so stubborn and in my early 20s and like, I'm just gonna ride him until he relaxes and gives in and no. it didn't work, <laughs> it, it did not work. I found that I was better off to put him away and call it a day and get him out later.
1: Uh, there was another one. All right, so the working on the patterns, when I first started to show, I used to hold the, uh, hold the book, you know, the the USDF used to publish them. uh, And with your membership, you got the test book. And I would walk it in my kitchen. I'd hold the book and I'd walk it as I read it to myself. And because the kitchen was a big square, I wouldn't hit anything. So I would just walk it. And now what I do is I trace it on my thighs. I read it. I I, I trace the test on my thighs. I read it. And that's how I learn it. So that's how I do it.
0: Yeah. And watch our, we have some really great YouTube videos where you are filming with the drone from above. So we have, I think all the training and first and second level tests, we need to start doing third and fourth level, but that can be really helpful. So you have a visual of the patterns and the figures and the way everything looks. If you're more of a visual person, the other th- trick about the tests is that they're almost always symmetrical. So you do kind of the same thing on the left that you do on the right, and that can help you to learn the test better. And it just gets easier. It's one of those things, the more tests you learn, the easier it gets. I'm to the point that I can read it like once or twice, and I know the test.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've mean, i got that too now. And so if I'm doing a bunch of tests that day, I just read the test that I'm going to, you know, the next test I'm going to do and don't think about the other ones. Just get that test, read it, and then I, I can yeah. go write it.
0: But again, if it's your first show, have someone read for you because it, oh, it yeah. gives that confidence. Like when we were at the last horse show, we have a young rider and the horse was a little spicy and her mom was like, I'm just going to go stand there. She knew her test, but just because it gave her and her horse that confidence. Yeah, the
1: horse hearing me because he hears me every day. And so I stood there at the B and I read the test and the horse was like, oh, this is like what we do at home. Because I was there, and then the horse is getting better and better when we go to shows. Because he was pretty sparky too. Yeah, he's pretty sparky.
0: Okay, Um, did Lilo score my test? So no, if you get eliminated, they like you. I could have gone through and added everything up, but the but office did. She did score didn't...
1: it. She had, yeah, she scored it. She gave it. you the marks. Yeah, she yeah, gave she you gave the marks, the marks but the, they, they didn't, didn't do the add math it up in the office.
0: Yeah, good distinction there. Um. Okay, so here, the one with the four year old said, I was in a showcase and he totally flipped out with all the people, the microphone and all the commotion, he bolted and I fell. Ooh, that's scary. So yeah, I would do some groundwork, desensitizing work. Um, you, If you have a horse, so if you have a horse that bolts, all horses bolt, like all horses run. That's their fight or flight instinct. That's normal but we have to train aids to control that. And how do you control a bolt? Is you need to get where you can turn and where you can bend your horse. And you have to practice that on the ground, at the walk, that one rein stop. You have to practice it all the time. You have to be, if you can turn your horse, then you can control the energy. So you that that is the essence of what you have to practice. Do you agree?
1: I uh I get in a two point position, and if you want to run, let's run,
0: but you still are controlling them like yeah you're still I, yeah, yeah I
1: guide that like right. client, you know you're you know turning. what's happening. you know I mean, the horse's back gets tight, they get like a catapult, and you're like, it's coming. And in that moment. I've got to I make sure I've got an elastic rein. I'm already giving one rein, taking the other one, so that when it goes, it goes guided.
0: Yeah. So and there's a quote that's who was it that said? I think it was like Ray Hunter or someone. He said, "I've never been run away with because I can ride as fast as any horse can run." Right. <laughs> so, but not all of us have that mentality. But you kind of have to be like, okay. The horse I can turn, and I'm good. So, what groundwork exercise do I recommend? Bending, turn on the forehand. Um, All that is going to help for when they bolt. So,
1: right, and so you know that's the thing. If if because there's so much commotion, you bring them out. You know, you take them out the night before. You take them out in the morning, and you slowly get them used to it. You know you got it desensitizing takes time so that's but no, it, it's never any training fun to come off.
0: training horses takes time
1: yeah
0: it's a very slow sport so all right well thank you everyone that was super fun don't forget to rsvp and come to my webinar on the training scale next sunday june 25th and we're gonna make some hell of it oh we are for dinner
1: by we do you mean me Yes, sure I'll, I'll make the side dishes.
0: All righty. So I hope you guys all have a wonderful evening. We'll see you next week, next Thursday. Bye, everyone. Good night. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for all of your awesome questions. And I hope you learned something new from listening. If you're new to the podcast and you'd like a question answered on a future one, get on touch on Facebook through Amelia's Dressage Club, Instagram at Amelia Newcomb Dressage or YouTube at Amelia Newcomb Dressage and mark the question for the live sessions. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like it, please share it, review it, and tune in again next week. Thanks so much and happy riding.